It's Tuesday morning and I'm back at my desk after an epic 11 hour flight back and I'm feeling overwhelmingly sad. It, it was 13 days of discovery and magic and nature and sun in Turkey and I'm finding it hard to reintegrate back to work life. To be honest, I was actually really irritated with Istanbul the first two days. Previous visitors and people who are from there just call the city magical, but I found it to be dirty and crowded and super hot and very commercial. If I saw one more KFC or Popeye's chicken, you know, banner, I was going to scream. Um, and sitting in taxis, the traffic was like L.A., but on streets that dated back to the 13th century and were certainly not designed for the load. Where was the magic? Well, it actually came the last night. We had no dinner reservations at a Michelin star restaurant, no art historian leading us on an hour tour of a mosque. Matt and I were just wandering the city until sunset. It was Sunday and all of Istanbul was out walking on foot. I marveled at modern women in their hijabs, but wearing Converse sneakers and walking with purpose. And then there were women in full black abayas in 90 degree heat, walking very slowly and understandably. By nightfall, we were crossing the Galata Kaprusu Bridge. Um, it's one of the shorter bridges in the city. And I was really eager to get back to the hotel because I knew that we had an 11 hour flight waiting us, awaiting us the next day. All along the bridge, there were fishermen that had these long sort of rubbery fishing poles leaning over the side of the bridge, patiently waiting for their catch. Some of them had even, you know, set up some makeshift tables for conversation and cigarettes on the side. The silver flecks of fish were visible in these gallon water bottles that had been sawed in half and were just sitting on the side. And that's where all the spoils and plunder of their fishing were being put. I was engrossed in my phone because Google Maps is my North Star whenever I'm traveling and frankly it was where the directions were going to be back to our hotel in the old city. I looked up searching for Matt who was very busy uh, photographing the fishermen. He was very taken by them. And in that time period something had happened. As I was looking down at my phone and I looked up the entire city had lit up. It was like looking inside of a glittering jewel box. You know, one of those ones where you lift up the cover and the little ballerina starts twinkling inside. The blue mosque with its six minarets floodlit at night held its own against the Hagia Sophia on the other side of the square, both of them standing high on the hill overlooking the Bosphorus Strait, which connects Europe and Asia and the Golden Horn. The next day, as the driver brought us to the airport, I was just, I was really emotional. I didn't expect Turkey to impact me so deeply. Um, but if you're seeking ways to keep pieces of vacation in your routine once you're back, here are a few things that I'm doing today as I'm struggling. Number one is to write down realizations. Oftentimes, you come back with a renewed sense of what's actually important because you have so much time to think. Write it down. I made sure each night I journaled and I wrote it down. I came back knowing that I need to figure out a way to better manage my reading and learning daily. Out to sea, my mind was like a sponge soaking up stories and habits of seven-figure founders. So now that I'm back, rather than watching TV, I wrote down that I want to reserve one hour each night to read. 
and be kind to myself. I don't need to implement everything all at once. I need to implement maybe one new idea each week from everything I read. Number two is to use five senses to connect to really being present. I was, I was surprised at how many connections my brain was making while I was quietly paddleboarding. New ideas were bubbling to the surface while I was just staring at fish for hours. I wasn't making decisions. I wasn't code switching. I wasn't on sales calls like I am in my typical workday in New York. Admittedly, I can't be on a yacht forever either, but each night as I'm back now, I'm going to journal and I want to record what I smelled, what I tasted, what I heard, what I saw, and what I did. I learned this in a writing class from the facilitator years and years ago, but I forgot that it's, it's a way, it's a trope, it's a mechanism for staying present and using all five senses that are maybe in my home or in my walk home that I could leverage to really stay present. Number three is show yourself some grace. Normally, I would just bulldoze back into my to-do list. In fact, a friend of mine was talking me to talking to me today, and she said that she, you know, po- you know, pile drive right back into her schedule, and now she's sick. Um, I was so good at giving myself grace while I was away, not being perfect, not doing my hair, not wearing a speck of makeup. And I was just wondering, like, why does all that grace evaporate as soon as I'm home in New York City? So today I decided that I'm going to, you know, show myself some of that grace. I did a brain dump of all of my responsibilities on a big sketch pad, as I usually do on Sundays. And then I scheduled all the self-care first. That means my workouts, my grocery list. And then I only prioritized three work things that I was going to get done today. Kind of like I did back in Paris, actually. And then for any emails that are outstanding, I responded with a cut and paste saying, I received your email. I've just come back from vacation. I will follow up as soon as possible. You can expect to hear from me on this matter in two to three days. Um, So those are my tips for what I'm doing for being back. And I truly hope that this is helping somebody who needs it. Hey, I'm currently enrolling for my mastermind, the 2024 class. And there's two spots left, believe it or not, because there was so much demand from last year. And so if you would like to sign up, you can always DM me at joya at joyadas.com. My mastermind spends the year building a very powerful personal brand. And then it culminates in everyone... um, giving a TED Talk on a New York City stage uh, at the end. And for me, that's like the forcing function. I think that someone could spend the year, quote unquote, building a brand. But if they don't actually get up in front of 200 people they never met and give this style of talk, then there's no forcing function. There's no, no deliverable, actual deliverable that I feel like people can come away with. So that's why I've designed it that way. And now I'm looking for the eight women that are going to be in next year's class. And there's two left. So you can always email me at joya at joyadas.com. J-O-Y-A at joya, J-O-Y-A-D-A-S-S dot com.